G'day guys, welcome back to another Fair Income episode. It's been a while since we've last recorded, but we've got an absolute bang of an episode for you guys. Well, I personally think it's a banger. Um, we covered a wide variety of conversations going from conspiracy theories to the government, um, as well as self-development, getting out of the rut, some practical tips for how we get out of the rut. We also covered a little bit in regards to the NBA playoffs. We've done some of our predictions, jam-packed episodes. Um, if you guys want some episodes, send them through to us. But main, first and foremostly, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Peace. What a great, what a great way to segue into what my topics. What yeah. I discovered this past week. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, well, before you, people, people are gonna think. Uh, maybe not for us, we look like we're in the same studio. Yeah. But these brothers here, as you can see, there's <coughs> only one bookshelf here. We've recently uh, moved into a new studio, which is why we haven't uh, been able to upload um, the last couple of weeks. We've been trying to do lighting. Wait, shout out to up. a new studio, boys. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you get 10k uh, subscribers on YouTube. You can invest, you can... The money starts flowing <laughs> in. <laughs> Don't listen to them. There's no money coming in. There's a super thanks button at the bottom of this video. If you push that and you donate a couple bucks, you know, you're involved in the dawah, whatever. Get the edge in. Even better, just like Wait, are we part of the dawah? Yeah. Are we part of the dawah field? <laughs> <laughs> We're part of the take money field. Oh, this is the subtle dawah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, it's good to be in a new studio, good to be back on the couch with you boys. The new couch, yeah. True. New everything. Uh, Yalla, touch on what you've been <coughs> seeing recently. Wait, wait, what's the best part of this new studio that you guys would say? Just off the bat. Well, I'll say the couches. I'm yeah, not... I'm not studio, <laughs> 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 yeah, the couches, not slouching. Like, For sure. I don't know, people don't know, but then you kind of feel a bit slouched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit too, too comfy. What about you? Definitely the couches, Wale. Definitely the bloody couches. Damn. Yeah, we're not done yet. We've still got some more to come. Yeah, just Inshallah. to start. That wall isn't going to be empty. Don't worry, we've got a surprise for you guys. Huh? I don't know. I feel like just having the idea of having your own studio, just you feel like it's a um, more professional thing. Yeah. Even yeah. just the idea like fair income is actually a serious thing. Yeah. Even though it was before, it's just now it's alhamdulillah. It's a nice feeling to have your own studio, you know? Bro, what do you oh. mean? I got caught in traffic on the way here today. I'm thinking this is what Swahil goes through every single <laughs> time, bro. <laughs> By the way, I'm parked outside in the... That's yeah, all good. Is That's all good? Car, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Thank God, I don't want to cop it from my brother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just touch it. What, what are you talking about? What's the We're talking about history. Oh, just okay. off the bat, yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. Historia, historia. <laughs> I, 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 dug into, uh, I dug into my TikTok uh, the other day. and um, yeah, TikTok history. Not my history. Okay. Not TikTok history. That would have been bad. Dangerous, bro. But no, I was just... I was... Um, I was uh, Watching, you know, they do that AI stuff where that guy is talking about Islamic history, and yeah, it's like a, it's like a painting of like some old Muslim guy, scholar, yeah. and his mouth is moving and he's telling stories mm. of the the ancients, the prophets, whatever. And then you go down, there's some recommended videos because you liked it. Um, I don't know, I heard about or some guy goes the worst country in history that you would want to be captured by was the Japanese. What? what? Yeah. What do you mean Japanese? The guy. I think you know, like everyone's <laughs> they're nice very guys. Yeah. Nice guys. They're very shy. Yeah, very polite. Yeah. They'll commit suicide if they if they dishonor or whatever. I'm thinking, nah, no, no chance, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, nah, you gotta uh, do research on Unit Seven Three One. It comes a rabbit hole. Mm. Click on it. Watch about sixty videos about Unit Seven Three One, where they used to do experiments on on. Uh, I think that were the Chinese, the the Nanking, uh-huh. and obviously there's also the. Our word of rant, Nan King, we don't want to get demonetized because mm. yeah. yeah. we can't pay for these couches. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, there's the the the, the our word of Nan King where yeah. they where they went into a village, 
Um, there's an evil scientist. I don't know what his name is specifically. Mm. And blah blah blah. And then oh, I just delved into. It. I'm like, fire out this. There's so much stuff. Mm. On what this. type of experience did they do? Like, because these prisoners of war, it's how they treat them, pretty much. Yeah. They would operate on people while they were still awake. Like no anesthesia. No oh, so just I know how far back was this? Like, was this recently? This was uh, World War Two. Okay. Okay. So it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't super recent. I think it might have been. When was Hiroshima and stuff? Sixties. Yeah. No. Before that, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure atomic bomb was 64. So it was after that stuff, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't the first atomic bomb used in the World War? I don't know. Yeah. So let's, 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 let's we'll get that fact check. Yeah. Let's fact check it. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Photos. Check, check, check. <laughs> yeah, you could do that fact check. This guy's just looking around. Oh, me? Oh, me? So, um, anyways, uh, the long story short, what, what happened is so this guy's an evil scientist. Um, he was running a bunch of experiments and he was conducting like basically a concentration camp where he brought in his people he cut them open and see how they react to different things he would do frostbite like he'd put like a bunch of like I think it was liquid nitrogen or whatever it is on oh. people's hands to see how they react see the, the human capability and so on he's doing tests and he was like writing down these metrics and then um, the Americans infiltrated his mm. base and they found him and they, they basically told him like yeah. they grabbed him they, they've arrested him or whatever and then they released him. Mm-hmm. They released him for what, what reason? Mm. Give us the metrics and the data that you've got from all these experiments. That you did. So no, he no. created a flea where he injected the bubonic plague into it. Yeah. But then he mutated the bubonic plague and he turned it into like a worse version of that. <coughs> and he released that into, into a, a village in China. Yeah. And then those fleas basically went and bit all the people and everyone died from that disease. And you're oh. like... So if... like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the capability of some people, yeah, there is is there for sure. And like you've seen, we've seen COVID and whatever, and mm. and, and and they they reckon that's a, a human generated disease mm. and stuff like that. It makes you go far. Like how many dark pockets of society are there that we haven't found out about? For sure, that we don't know about that you know that have happened or that are happening, but. You know, we're not familiar. Now I understand why my mom was paranoid. She didn't let me out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't allowed to ride a bike. How many hours were you down that rubber hole? I say solid six hours. I ended up... <laughs> I bro, ended that's, up, that's light work. That's a whole that's, No, that's a light fam. Bro, I ended up at... Um, obviously, I prayed all my prayers, alhamdulillah. Praise <laughs> be to God. But... Um, <laughs> you joined his prayers. He's <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> but then I ended up at some sort of haunted house in America. That um, apparently, if you can laugh. Are you still on TikTok, by the way? Or is this, you've gone to no, YouTube or something? TikTok, this TikTok. Mm. Okay. And then I went to YouTube after because oh. I see some videos I've got to TikTok. But um, now this is good the videos that are there, just educational videos. But um, mm. um, so there's, there's, a, there's a place called um, McCainy Manor or something like that mm. in America. So what happens is, you if you can last this torture house, this haunted house, for eight hours or whatever it is, if you can last to the end. Which no one has. Apparently, some Navy SEALs lasted six hours. Hmm. What? But then he quit. Navy SEALs, so they're like. Just David yeah, Goggins. You that's sign, <laughs> sign a waiver to go in there. Yeah. And they say, on this waiver, you waive your rights to anything. We can do. As long as you're not on the verge of dying, mm. basically, or you're not, you're not like, gonna pass away, mm. we can do whatever we want to you. And even if you call for, like, like the safety, they like give you a safety word. Even if you call the safety word, they continue. So yeah. they rip off nails. They beat people like they'll um what like they like bite. this one's not educational <laughs> <laughs> no but this is insane yeah so they, they do all these things I don't McCainy Manor if you do a bit of research on that yeah, yeah. and and the bloke who runs it he's, he's a bit of a majnoon yeah yeah, yeah. majnoon means uh, 
Crazy, bloke. Yeah. Um, he 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 offered everyone twenty thousand dollars <coughs> if you can if you can pass last. it. But there's basically no lasting it because what like a, in they the simulation you, they don't give you a specific time limit. They yeah. just tell you oh if you can last in the time limit. Yeah. But they don't tell you what it is. Mm. And it made me think And you know what's crazy Like I was doing research People have gone in there Three times yeah. Four times Five times And And you're like But why are these people Allowed on the streets mm. uh, Like genuinely Like Like holistically All mm. my My uh, Accumulation of these studies Yeah I'll wrap it up In this one little uh, Statement <laughs> Like we genuinely Need to assess The mental state Of certain people That are walking around Really yeah. Really what makes you? Th- what makes you consider going? Or firstly, a first time, but then then again, a second time to like beat your personal challenge or bro, whatever you that is it, bro, you your record. What is this filth, bro? Like oh, these guys have got blood in their mouth and they they spit blood in the guy's face. They've tied him up. They've put his head in a cage with snakes and stuff. You're like, yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, I'm just thinking because obviously you spoke before about like prisoners of war and what they go through. These people, like Navy SEALs, you'd say the strongest people in the world mentally. Like that's literally what they're supposed to do: get put down in the toughest spaces, uh, toughest challenges, and overcome it. These guys last six hours. Imagine the prisoners of war, like in the Holocaust, or these Japanese um, people that were experimented on. It's like they last years sometimes, mm. and they come out and they still can overcome it and they live normal lives. It's like yeah, but they have trauma as well. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they Afterwards, most yeah. most do yeah. like ninety five percent. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of cases where the person can overcome it, still be happy in life, and it's like, damn, these guys couldn't last six hours. Yeah. I would I wouldn't last a minute. But I'm just saying, honestly, bro. Like, uh, but th- ask yourself this: why Why am I doing this? Like, yeah, wait. Yeah. So that, that's what I was gonna ask you. So people are going into that house just for the thrill of it. So some of them say, and they're twenty thousand dollars. They know that the twenty thousand doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. He's yeah. telling you there's a time limit, but yeah. you don't know what. Well, I'm I'm the one who controls that. Yeah. Which means if you get to the point where you're lasting, yeah. he's not gonna say, you know what? Yeah. Here's your twenty thousand. You just defeated the guy. Nah, bro. He'll yeah. never let you. He'll yeah. Never, and there's a good no chance. There's a good chance you're in the house. You're not looking at your watch. Oh, it's been an hour. Exactly. Let me keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you've got no idea. They probably take everything off you anyway. They they, they don't they don't tell you nothing. So yeah. you, you don't know nothing about when the ending is or whatever. That's insane. He just tells you basically get in there, and he's got a bunch of like. Weirdos that are inside yeah. with him in this in this haunted house, you know, yeah. like they they're the ones conducting all of these different uh, like. Uh, Bro, but think of the guy tests. that's coming up with the experiment, like yeah, brains wow. behind there, yeah. Yeah, the brains behind there, and think about how apart from society you have to be to be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do something yeah. to a group of people to see just for my own thrill because he's probably gonna get a kick out of it himself. They probably have to pay to come. Like they'll make you pay. They do pay. They do yeah. pay. Yeah, it's I not. Think it's like five hundred bucks or something. Yeah, mm. but the thing is, you know, with people, mm. it's like you intentionally go to this place, and it's like, yeah, you know? right. They Why? get jeed from it, like jeed from it, like these guys. We went once, and then we just loved it so much. We had to come back again. I'm like, how? And I feel like sometimes we're conditioned in the world that we live in that these type of stuff actually happen outside of it, but we're just not aware of it. Like I started watching Ozark recently, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, I don't know if you guys watched Ozark. No. no. Okay, so Ozark pretty much think of you guys watch like Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad yeah. Think yeah. of it just sort of like a Breaking Bad, like someone else living a type of life where they're influencing the politics or they're making a change within a local community and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're just living their own complete lives, and we don't even know completely about mm. that. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, what's really going on? Even like on top of that, the the, the conspiracies that you're talking about. Yeah, this is YouTube channel that you should. You're going to go down the biggest rabbit hole. It's called Jake Tran. I don't know if you, you've seen it before. Is this about the dark web? 
knows it, or he has so many different videos so he's done a video on that one the, the, the house that you're talking about yeah. and he's also done it on like the american what do you call it government and like exposing loki different things and all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah like little things for Is example it's conspiracies and things that you wouldn't have thought until someone brought it to your eyes. He has a lot of facts. It's like one of those. Yeah, things, there's yeah. facts. There's facts yeah. like supporting. Like for example, one of the things he speaks about is like, like how we were conditioned to drink milk because it was it was used to benefit the American government, especially oh, the yeah, farmers. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. farmers were backed up by the American government. When we drink milk, yeah. like at the prophet's time, like like fourteen hundred years ago, it's we were. Maybe but then they made it as in like it's a staple like you're like not gonna every get every morning yeah every morning a, they used to make advertisements like a cup a day a cup a night or something along those lines yeah. mcdonald's hopped onto it and all that kind of stuff and a lot of the advertisements started because the farming industry was going down mm. and the american government needs the farming industry to prosper in order so they can get whatever Allah alam their taxes and stuff like that you yeah, know what i mean benefits. so those type of conspiracies where it's like it wouldn't be brought to your eyes unless you thought about it from like a different point of perspective you know mm. what i mean and like even Chinese billionaires, bro. Do you get what I mean? Like, you know the whole thing going on with the world at the moment where they're trying to say how um, they're trying to, what is it, de-dollarize the American, um, get rid of the American dollar? The US dollar, because yeah. the, the debt, most debt around the world is in US dollars, yeah. which, does, which is unfair because the US can just, if they're in debt by US dollars, they can print it. They can print it, it exactly. If, like they say, a lot of countries in Africa have to make the money in their own, then exchange it into US to pay off US debt. So most debt, like a lot, a lot of countries are mm. to yeah. US dollars, which, does, which is only beneficial to US. To the it's US. Yeah. And the new rise is the petrodollar or whatever in yeah. regards to like all of these countries coming out with oil, gas and all of that kind of stuff. But a couple of the theories that are coming out is like, you know, in regards to like China, you know how China's uprising and stuff. It's like, oh, they're going to make their yen like the, the number one currency in the, the world. world and all that currency, kind of stuff. Yeah. But China as an economy. China yen? Yeah, China's yen. Yeah. Is it? China's the end, yeah. But then with China, you know what they do, yeah? All their billionaires, yeah, they keep it within in-house so that, so that they can keep oh, their economy okay. fluctuating type of thing. Yeah. So what, what do Chinese billionaires do is they launder their money through casinos, yeah. through places like in... Russia or stuff. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally they do that. I've seen the wealthy, they, a big thing is they say paintings <coughs> is how they launder money to each other because, oh, okay. for example, you are... Is that like the calligraphy thing I did? Uh, it's like, to me, it's worth... Hundred dollars, yeah. But it's like, oh no, I think it's worth a million dollars, and they can pay you a million dollars and get away with it through tax and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to question. Hold value in paintings. That's what yeah. I've seen yeah. with rich people. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm not in that. Because it makes sense though. Because if you're earning money, you've got to have it reported somehow. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So if it's not on the tax system or whatever, <laughs> then where did that money come from? Also, mm. expenses. You pay it. It's like okay, you made a hundred million. It's like I spent eighty million on art this year. Maybe there's an art. It's like they said Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, I know Donald Trump has his... Um, Financial literacy. He, 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 he has very <laughs> um, intelligent ways to uh, save money. He's a businessman and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like in his backyard, he or he built like a golf course. Like a massive golf course, I'm pretty sure. But he buried a body on it. There's a, bo a body that's buried in the golf course because if you bury one body, it can be counted as like a graveyard. So there's all these tax benefits he gets out of it. What and the there's all hell? these things. I was like, whoa, when I heard that, it's like, this guy's thinking different. Which body is it as well? Like, <laughs> this stuff, it's like, these guys are looking for... What? It's like you ask someone, it's like, hey, I'll give you $100,000. Yeah. To bury, it's like, that saves my whole family. Mm. And to him, he saves 100k a year. To loopholes, yeah. It's yeah. all this, whatever it is. So, but think about it, him trying to avoid the tax there, yeah? Yeah. He still paid the guy whatever money. Maybe he did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably did, yeah. But, but it's just funny stuff, man.
you know. But I understand because then the benefit will continue over years. It won't just mm. be that one year that he saves the tax upon me. But would you would you exchange your life? This is just off the bat question, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah fire question. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Would you like swap lives with people like this, like, f- and forget the Dean aspect of things and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, because <laughs> I know someone's gonna yeah, give it's me a straight answer. Yeah, that, that type of answer. Yeah, I'd swap with <laughs> 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 one of those guys. <laughs> like the hardest thing you do. <laughs> with people who <laughs> possess this type of knowledge in regards to how money laundering works and all of this kind of stuff, and live that type of lifestyle. Like as in on edge the whole time, mm-hmm. but more money, more problems, kind of thing. No, but some yeah. some of them, like say even ten percent of them, are still are content and happy, and there's no, you know. Yeah. It's more like even if you're talking about like the guy with fifty million, you know what I mean? It's not, <coughs> he's not a billionaire, but he's he's got everything he needs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And for some people, that's the type of life they live. You know, for them, that's like a normal life. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, like drug cartels and like the. the oh. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. that kind of money. Mm. Do you get what I mean? I don't yeah. know if I like. You're saying I'd switch places with them for the knowledge, or even the lifestyle no, to live. No, 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 no not the lifestyle. The not money, the lifestyle. The money, yeah. Just the, the money. The money and the knowledge that they have. Because honestly, well, like, you got to give it to them. They're sort of clever. You wouldn't have ever thought yeah. to buy a painting. For, you wouldn't even buy a painting for five dollars. Yeah. And they're spending a hundred thousand dollars on a painting. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Have you narcos? Yeah, because yeah, then you see the way this guy thinks, and you're like, damn, yeah. you know. And forget all of that, like the the killing and the the, the mm. immoral side of things. You know, if those are, we'll say, ethical way, like <laughs> someone made money ethically, and they had like fifty hundred million. Obviously, I'm gonna switch places with them. Yeah, Bill Gates. Is that would ethical? You switch, would you switch lives? <laughs> I want to switch lives with him, but I will take his knowledge. Obviously, switch it. You know, a week later, I'm back to me and I use it there. Uh, the mindset. Yeah. It's like you only got one wish for You can't go back. You can't go oh, back. Oh, what the hell? You gotta live there. Like now benefit. I gotta pick who I wanna switch with. Yeah. Maybe Zuckerberg. Khabib. That's the best way to do it. Khabib? Yeah. But Khabib even goes, he goes, like, I can't leave the house. I go to the mosque. And people always ask for first. He's a bit too famous. You know what I mean? You'd rather be someone like. Under the radar. Same money, but no one knows him. You can still enjoy yeah. life. Because there's some people like you were saying with the house and all these other things. There's so much in the world we don't know. So if you're if you have that sort of money, you can gain that sort of power, connect with those people that you've got no idea the world like these things exist. In terms of you know understanding the world, how the governments are controlled and all that. That's fascinating in itself. And plus, you got to have a different mental mind frame because mm. now you know so much that's happening in the world to be able to like deal with it. Like one of the main guys in Ozark. When you guys do watch all, well, I reckon when you guys watch it though, Marty Bird. Like he goes from living a normal lifestyle of being like a financial accountant, but gets done up in like a different type of environment, gets involved with like the cartel. And he goes from laundering money for them to save his family because he keeps getting put in like life death situations to now owning like massive consumers just to keep up with like sort of the lifestyle, you know. So he just keeps going up and up and up, you know. But then the mental mind frame or mindset, mindset to be able to like deal with this and be comfortable with it. Is like on a whole different level as well. You know what I mean? Look, they have these super successful people. There's a reason that, um, a lot of them are successful. They do think outside the box. You know, and they know things we don't know. Yeah, they they and they a lot of them are t- through hard work. Yeah, connected to the right people as well. Mm. Yeah, true, yeah. Look, I think this this kind of goes back to um, I had a discussion with someone about this the other day, and this was actually hilarious. This is funny. <laughs> Conversation like there's how many people do we know that had startups that failed? Like we know a lot of we know a lot yeah. of brothers and sisters that, for example, had a cafe, and their cafe just bombed. But they basically word for word, 
bar for bar as Soldier Boy says. Yeah. He did the same thing that another brother did that was extremely successful and they probably did it in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you ask yourself, like, what's what's the difference? You know, like, how come one guy ended up benefiting and how come the other guy didn't? They've done the exact same thing. The food quality was the same. Bang, 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 you know, like, and then you go, hang on a second. Isn't there like a higher power at play here? Isn't someone's risk already written? Isn't it? Mm. Isn't the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in play at this situation? Yeah. So it made me go, hang on a second. There's probably a billion people that have tried to be actors and actresses that have had talent, or football players or basketball players, but they never got their light shined on them or whatever it was. And we can say, we can say they didn't have the luck of the draw because that's what the, that's what the, 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 the non-Muslims would say or unbelievers would say but for us we know that Allah SWT is qadr and his risk is encompassing of all things yeah. so when we look at when we look at people for example who, who who say like oh my god it was like this this extends to motivational speakers I, I can say specific names but I don't want to because it might cause a bit of controversy but specific people yeah like they try to pawn off that they've done something amazing or miraculous like they've got some sort of secret formula mm. yeah but what really happened is, is just Allah SWT wrote it for them. And it was like the luck of the draw, basically. Mm. But in, 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 in our terms, it's Allah wrote for them. Yeah. And Allah didn't write for others. Yeah. And the problem is that when they come to explain it to people, how did you... I woke up at 6 a.m. I did this. Yeah, but that guy did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this brother did the same some, thing. Some things just fall into place. Like, yeah, exactly. like there's one guy, for example, Ben White. Plays for Arsenal. This guy does not watch football at all. Doesn't work. Mm. Doesn't like he. He doesn't find it interesting. It's his full time job. Mm. He plays for Arsenal, like Premier League team. Mm. His whole family doesn't watch football as well. There's no benefit, like or no influence from young. He just happened to be. I don't know exactly what team, but then he just gets put in playing football. Okay, he's good. He plays. Eventually, plays senior football. Gets attracted by Arsenal, playing one of the best clubs in the world. And it just falls into place. Like you said, it's a risk. Like it was meant to be. Yeah. This guy didn't even know how he got there. He just did. I think also there's a, th- like, um, I don't know if you guys know, but Malcolm Gladwell, he has a book, Outliers. Yep. And he talks about this way. He talks about timing of things. So he talks about like Bill Gates, you know, or Steve Jobs. Even when first computers started coming out, it was at the right age for them. Mm. You know, it could be the same for Ben White. It could be the same for business owners. A lot of the times you might just, for example, you start a cafe on uh, Sydney Road. You know, and you start it at a time where people are, hey, I want to go out for brunch and stuff like that. Then three years later, when the market's already flooded, that's when you go in. Mm-hmm. You can have the exact same thing, but timing plays a big part. Yeah. And that's a lot of the time, especially with sports, you know, with businesses, it's like when HSP was a big thing. Mm-hmm. If you just opened up a shop and had HSP at that time or a couple months earlier, you'd go, you know, yeah, you'd yeah. make so much. But then if you start like now, HSP is <coughs> like, oh, it's just a... Another uh, caravan, yeah. another food truck. Understanding completely. Yeah. But do you see where I'm coming from where there's <coughs> certain people that try to pawn off that they have some sort of secret source mm. or some mm. sort of uh, some sort of formula that created their success or that they've got something to offer other people, but mm. they're basically spitting generic stuff that we yeah. already know. Yeah. And, mm. and then you've got people paying $300 to go to these events, these yeah. conventions, for them to hear... The most generic advice mm. from motivational speakers that are yeah. telling you things you should already know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like, for sure. wake up earlier, work more. The more shots you shoot, the more chances you get of the ball going in the hoop. No, of course, no, mm. no ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> and you. And then, and then, but th- that's that's where we go. Okay, what's the difference between me saying that and, for example, Gary V? Gary mm. V had a very successful what, company. He has a certain amount of money. He's an investor, blah, blah, blah. He has this to back him up. He's got that credibility. Yeah? 
But me and him are spinning the same thing. Mm. We're talking the same. We're, you know, we're, we're basically, mm. I'm going to word for word say what he says. But what's the difference? He's, like, he's got a couple hundred million. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, it, but can I say something though, yeah? Would you say that mindset is only applicable though after something, after you've tried something though? In regards to like you console that person with, like let's just say Ashraf and I both decide to start up a, a cafe on Sydney Road. Yep. We've done the exact same thing. Both 6am starts, both worked hard, whatever. And then my one doesn't work out, but Ashraf's one flourishes. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't she, that this, wouldn't she say that mindset or that advice would be applicable to someone when things don't go my way, for, for example? You know what I mean? Rather than before you start out that venture. Because at the end of the day, when you both start out, the odds are yeah exactly even both in everyone's favor yeah, yeah exactly mm. this is what i say like because i hate people that complain later on and say but why but why but why that's where you got to accept certain and things in the world that is ownership of it it's like even for businesses a lot of the time sometimes someone will say you know the market needs this the market needs this yeah and they open up a business and the market doesn't come it's like maybe it's price maybe it's quality maybe it's you know people just don't <coughs> yeah. know, know about your brand yeah. there's a lot of, there's many factors why company can't uh, won't be successful yeah obviously i'm you know i'm just doing, having a blanket rule over a lot of things yeah but then sometimes just adaptability mm. you know an organization is like okay how adaptable can it be because sometimes people force their ideas yeah thinking the market wants it yeah you know it's like hey the market wants this and then sometimes people become successful like ben white he goes i didn't that was never my dream mm. Mm. my dream is something else it's like <coughs> the opportunities came he took it and halas you know that's the other thing because there's this podcast that npr does called how i built this and every successful entrepreneur, sorry about the audio, every successful entrepreneur at the end of the episode, Guy Raz, the, who, who runs the episode, <coughs> he asks them one question. He goes, how much of it was due to luck and how much of it was due to a good like, like hard work? You know what I mean? A majority of them yeah, acknowledge the fact that there is a luck that plays into position. You know what I mean? Because mm. at the end of the day, if you and I both like walk on the same street and then you just happen to look down and then whatever, it was written for you. That was Qadr type yeah. of thing. But you can't deny the fact that you were attentive, yeah. you know what I mean, and then you were you were you had that hustler mindset where you wanted to look up and look down and this that you know bad as analogy, but yeah. No, no, no but I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. If you think you're gonna find a billion dollars <laughs> on the road, <laughs> down, it's not happening. No, no, People I, are gonna start walking Sydney Road. I understand where you're coming from, but I think this is this is what I meant. Yeah, when I said all that stuff, what I'm saying is that, like for example, when you uh, when you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows you. You don't have any guests that come on, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you put a video up and then it explodes because the algorithm found something in it, it liked and it took yeah. it away. Or the, the value of the guest, yeah. It's the luck of the job, basically, yeah. The one thing that I'm saying is in this situation, a lot of people, a lot of people, yeah, sorry for the audio again. We're just adjusting Thank to the new studio. Interrupting. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're whispering but, um, like you can't hear. <laughs> so, how are you whispering? That's yeah. really <laughs> but, um, yeah. So basically what I'm saying is I think a lot of people discount that situation and try to point it off as them being some magical creature or yeah. being that's come from, you know, angels or something like that yeah. to, to, to create something so amazing. And yeah. and it, like you've got to understand like for a brand or a, an item or a designer or whatever it is, there's no, you're all creating the same thing essentially, a t-shirt, a garment or whatever it is, yeah? But like, some guy might have made something good as well in the eyes of a couple of people, in the eyes of himself, and then the other person who yeah. actually exploded was yeah. ended up ended up working out better for him in the long run, or whatever it is. And then you go, okay, like 
And then that person comes out and goes, oh, yeah, it was all because of me and because what I did and mm. I designed and it. But I'm saying on a, on, a, on a smaller scale in your own life, in your day-to-day life, mm. have you ever had Allah SWT push you opportunities or mm. things in your life? You're like, wait, wait, how did this happen? Like even like an exam result or a test result. Yeah? And you've you done the exam, you've done the test, you're like, oh, fire out, man. Like I tried my best, but when I was in the exam, I didn't feel like I was writing. It felt mm. like someone else was there. Yeah. And then you find out you got like an 80 or 90% when you thought you were going to get like a 40. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Like, for sure. It's Khabib's Hall of Fame speech. You know, when he got inducted? Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He goes, like, a lot of people, like, uh, you know, when you get on the stage and you get the accolades and people, these uh, people selling courses and stuff like that, like, me, 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 me. And they don't understand that obviously there's, um, we use the terms as well he used before, there's luck and hard work put together, opportunity, qadr Allah, all those things coming together and that's what made you successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not me, me, and me, ag- me, me. And acknowledging the gratitude as well, you know, yeah. because as much as before what I said, because that's technically incorrect statement, how we could be on the like same level playing field, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's never level, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because you might have a little bit of intuition towards this that I might not possess just because you've been blessed with it at the end of the day, you know? Um, but I was going to ask you a question. Do you think people should idolize motivational speakers in that sense? Idolize? Personally? Like they're per- like yeah. personally? And do you think that's what turns you off from when you listen to Like these? hold them to a higher regard, you mean? Yeah, look, based look, off what they say. I feel like they serve a purpose. They have... Like I've never been on it. You boys already know. I've had a couple yeah. of conversations. That's yeah. why it's directed towards you. I, yeah, I had my little. I had my. <laughs> little, I had my little. I had my little. Um, uh, phase. My little phase with it, but I'll be honest with you. I, I don't. They're telling you things you need to hear. Obviously, as reminders, we know in in Islam anyway. Reminder benefits the believers. Yeah, they're telling you things you need to hear, but for them to give you making. Millions of dollars and touring the world and having conventions with a hundred thousand people, whatever yeah. it is, the stadiums and yeah. sold out and blah blah blah. It's yeah. mental. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like, bro. Jordan Peterson came here and he charged like four hundred dollars for a ticket at like MCG or like Etihad Stadium when his lectures are for free on bloody YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. And he might be a better be topic because you can pick what you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like were they expecting some sort of like pixie dust to be thrown at them at these mm. events or something like that? This is where I go. Obviously, Ashraf, you might have a different perspective on this situation. No, really, I've been to Gary V, you know, and Gary V, when he was at the conference, Ali and I were there, he said, he literally said, he goes, 98% of you listening to me right now are going to be like, whoa, this is life-changing. You're going to go home, sleep, and forget about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He goes, there's no, and literally on that day, he goes, there's no um, secret formula <laughs> thing you can do for an overnight success. It's hard work and patience. And that's, a, so a lot of the times people, I think sometimes people pay big bucks for Tony Robbins, Jordan Peterson, whoever, whoever comes down, um, because what they've done for them. So if people listen to Tony Robbins, Jordan Peterson online, they're like, this guy changed my life because they were, you know, we'll just say they were off it and they got onto the, their, their true trajectory, their, their passion, their path in life. So because they, these people had such a big impact, they don't mind giving them $400 and stuff like that. I think for you, um, when you started listening to whoever it was, the same for all of us, we weren't in the situations with some of the people like I was homeless, you know, I was 100k in debt and these yeah, guys changed my life. To me, alhamdulillah, I was 18, you know, when I started listening, for example, 18, uni, friends, family, alhamdulillah, there wasn't a lot of problems. All it did was like help me go gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. It's not like life changing. I'm like, this guy owe you my life. Someone else was like, you know, I was on food stamps for six months, living in a dumpster <laughs> and this guy changed my life. It's like, okay, you know? Mm. No, 100%. I think, yeah, that's, 
that's my that's my issue with it. My issue with it is when, um, and this is even religiously, like you hear a lot of shiuch saying in their lectures, uh, you come here, you come here to get jade up, leave, and then you start the actions. Then you start to do the things that are actually beneficial. Mm. The, pod, the, the, the lecture, the podcast that you listen to, or whatever it is, that's not the ibadah that you need to be doing. The ibadah is what you do after you get jeered up because of this yeah, motivation. Yeah, the actual a- the action mm. itself. Yeah. Mm. So that's where they tell you don't get misconstrued. That's what Hamza Zotas was saying in one of his, his podcasts or one of his lectures. He goes, don't get this misconstrued. You're here listening to me. I might be a good speaker. Everything might be making sense and you might be turning gears in your head and whatever. He goes, but now the momentum is what you should be capitalizing on mm. and learning the deen. Signing up for a class, paying the zakat, doing your thing, you know, religiously, yeah. the things that are actually tangible that are going to cause you to actually mm. increase in, in, in ibadah and, and in your relationship with Allah SWT. But yeah, like obviously take that to a religious side. But I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, have you, like, because all this motivation speakers out is motivation, it's just the J up. It's not long term. Exactly, it's like yeah. obviously people listen to it daily. You know, if you're in the middle of like a marathon, people like listen to Goggins for the entire thing, yeah. and it jays them up because obviously they just want to push those couple mm. percentages. I think what I don't like is when they don't offer practical steps. Mm. Okay. When they just aerate, you gotta wake up and you gotta be motivated. And yeah, it's like yeah. artificial, like, right? Like, like okay, okay. No alarm clock you needed. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I still don't get that. I, I kinda, I, I'm <laughs> I not gonna like lie. That. I kind of like them ones, but specific times though. Very, yeah. very specific times. Like, for example, like you ever had a gym session with one of your mates and he's chatting with you? Yeah. And then after you do like, you're training at like 50%. Yeah. And then after, then you train with another mate and he's just yelling some garbage or something like that. They're not actually yelling in the gym like yeah. a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. But he's just giving you that little. Like he's going to carry the logs, yeah? At the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold, that one. Do, yeah. do you get what I mean, type yeah. of thing? But then, but I see it from the point of perspective if like, you're procrastinating something and then you're trying to open up and do like your thesis or something along those lines and then you're listening to a guy just yelling for no reason you yeah. know to give I, you practice. i think everyone though needs a different kind of person mm. even in this motivational uh sphere and you know motivational community for example i think <coughs> I, I don't know a lot of them maybe under 10 yeah. i think for suhel you know andy frazella the guy from the guy that credit 75 hard yeah, 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 yeah. that guy is how should be Sahel's guy because yeah. that guy is no bs he goes i don't want any, there's no you don't need motivation you don't need jack and he'll kind of tell you to your face mm-hmm. so how doesn't want some bs half an hour story he wants straight facts and if he listens to andy fazella i reckon he would like him a lot yeah for sure you know because it's 75 i remember yeah but then listening to him is actually like very as, good. A, as a g up yeah, yeah I, like i see him when i listen to him he's like you know because, um, for example, one of the things he talks about 75 hard, the mental toughness challenge that he created, he goes, a lot of times people want to take it slow, which is completely fine. He goes, you know, like, oh, I wake up 10 minutes earlier each day and I fix my sleep schedule in a couple of weeks. He goes, some, most times in life, you don't have time for that. Mm. You need to go, you know, tackle the hard thing first. Yeah. Yeah. Just push yourself and then it'll, it'll all work out mm-hmm. in whatever areas. And for Sahel, I think he's like, Practical, I yeah. rate that. Yeah. And someone else is like, you just need who's going to carry the boat screaming in your ear and yeah. you're going to lift heavier. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a preference thing. Everyone yeah. works differently, yeah? yeah? I even heard like in a video, I remember it was going like semi-viral on my algorithm saying apparently you get dopamine from just telling your goals to people. But that's the like wrong thing where you're getting so much dopamine that I think you're convincing your mind that you're actually achieving those goals even though you're just saying it. Because you can, yeah. you can, you can, you can imagine like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. This is good. This is my purpose. These are my goals. But then this is without action. And that's where it's dangerous. Yeah.
just to touch on what he's brought up. Remember me? You had the conversation. Seventy-five hard, yeah. Three years ago, I think mm. it was. Yeah. Two years ago. Which one? Well, oh, it was I during lockdown, or maybe just after lockdown. I remember with seventy-five hard because at the start, like I'm starting, and you told like a lot of people, and you failed, and you're like me telling people, I feel like I already accomplished it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, you said that. Wow. Yeah, yeah bro. Mentally, mentally, bro, I actually felt like, and and this is something that I learned about. Like, for example, if I go to go around telling people at one stage. I press sunnahs, make sure that you press sunnahs. And I'm like, it's good because the people that are going to do it, I'm going to benefit from that too, yeah? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that your brain somehow tricks you into thinking that just because my brother over there knows that I'm praying sunnahs, that means that Allah SWT is considering that action already mm. being done. Yeah. Mm. So I don't have to pray it anymore because that guy thinks I do. Well, mentally, your brain is tricking you thinking that you, you've yeah. done it mm. just because that guy knows that you do it or you say that you've done it. Yeah. Which... Yeah, is a bit of a paradox or whatever it is that you want to call it. I don't know. It's mm. a bit of a we just under or, undervalue uh, the actions itself, and it's associated with such a shit feeling afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah. Even like there's a weird thing I see guys doing in the gym where we overstate what we're doing for no reason. You know what I mean? Like someone goes, "How many days you go to gym? You add an extra day or two." I know, some, I know a couple of guys like someone that. Someone goes, like. how, you know, <laughs> how, "How much do you bench?" <laughs> and somehow they're doubling the weight they bench, and it's yeah. like. You know what I mean? Where we just, and we feel like in the moment, we feel good about it. Then we're like, why do we lie? Yeah. And this is where another thing with like 75 hard challenge. We tell people what we do, like, yeah, we pay sunnah every day. And then after that's like, I feel like you don't have to do it. Yeah. You're mentally, you trick You know those up. videos on that? I've seen people come up to others in the gym. It's like, oh, how much you bench? Like, what's the most? They say like 110. It's like, okay, I'll give you 110 bucks if you do, do it now. And some of them do it. Like some are full confident. But I think it's to test out people's responses after they say the number. And most like, of them yeah, yeah, a lot of them failed actually. Yeah. So, because you can imagine, oh yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, I do one ten. It's like, okay, let's do it now. And then you you kind of see people's confidence if they yeah. sh it shrinks, or it's like, yeah, no, I'll do it. Like, it really tests people's confidence. You know, one ten was your best yeah. ever. You know what it is? It's the lack of accountability. Because yeah. when you say it out loud to the other person, you've relieved that sort of pressure off of yourself. You know, because then when you go on your ones later on, and you're in the gym training or something like that, and you have to face the one ten, it's like, okay, cool, that guy thinks I've done one ten. But now I'm going to go back to doing 50 to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's, there's no pressure in that. But then, not to flip it, but I can see a good side to it as well. You know what I mean? Because you know when you state your goals outside, like externally sometimes, it gives you something to attain later on, if that makes sense. Do you get what I mean when I'm trying to say that? I think I goals are yeah. different than what you're doing there. Yeah, You okay. could say like, hey, I want to go, for example, I want to memorize this juz yeah. in a month. I want to memorize this surah. I want to go to the mosque more. Yeah. But not saying I'm doing. For sure. I think yeah. that's the difference. Exactly. You're, saying your goals, someone holds you accountable. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, in Ramadan, people told each other But then goals. lying about, yeah. But then imagine you go, oh, I pray at the mosque five times a day. Yeah, exactly. And then it's different than I want to pray at the mosque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, for example, your, your goal is to lose weight or whatever it is. Yeah, and this is just a question to you, bro. So say for example Your goal was to lose weight And then you've been going to the gym A couple of times Remain consistent But you're not telling anyone About your goals And then someone walks up to you And notices Oh well bro You know what You've lost a lot of weight Mashallah yeah. You look good bro How do you react after Do you Do you pull the handbrake On what you're doing Do you start slowing down Or do you go harder Because of that Well that's a very good question I'd probably I'd probably get a massive dopamine here I'm not even going to lie You know what I mean Because yeah. when someone Acknowledges something that you've been trying to do in secret then it's, it's yeah. like amazing type of thing but i think that's if i'm being completely honest it will start to decline you start to get a, a handbrake you know why because yeah. that's the dangerous thing about the gym as well the, one of the good things about the gym is getting in for that first month before you see a result yeah it's probably the hardest part but that's what you start striving for but once you start to get a little bit of a cut and once that vein starts to pop 
you know what I mean? Or that bicep looks a little different or something along those lines, yeah? yeah. Start slowing down. You start slowing down. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you got to respect Alam Badik. you got to respect the people who still look Alam Badik in the gym, yeah? Or let's just say they're still, they're still successful in some sort of field or whatever, but they still maintain at their thing that they're doing. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like the people that remain consistent and disciplined, that's why they are where they are. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you got football players, you got... You know, for example, I think they were doing like a, a some guy was talking about Tyrone Mings like being a crap footballer, yeah. And he had his he had a he had a photo up on his thing where he had his shirt off. Like, whoa. Like this guy had like an eight pack basically, yeah. yeah. Mm. But we all know he's not the best centre back in, in Yeah, country. yeah, yeah. Far from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the guy's like, Whoa, you gotta actually put respect on his name because this guy's like remaining consistent in what he does mm. and he consistently wakes up and does these things like every single yeah, day for a long without, period. like without fail. And that's the reason he's in that position, even though you feel like your talent should have dragged you to his spot. Yeah. Your talent doesn't mean anything, but his work mm. brought him there. But anyways, yeah, like... By the way, guys, there's 80% of you guys who watch our videos are actually not subscribed. So, <laughs> stop the video right here. <laughs> My voice cut out. Stop the video right here. Subscribe. I'll give him a second. Now we can resume the video. Enjoy. In the end of the day, like you were saying, bro, like you have to be unaffected by what you hear around you. Yeah, exactly. Like everything has to become noise. But the thing is, like for example, um, when I go to the gym with people and I don't sit, train with them for a couple of months, they might compliment me. Mm. Like I, they'll say, oh, "Like oh, you're back" or whatever. And then to me, I shrug it off. No, 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 you're airing. Uh, but the only thing is, like, I never get the dopamine hit, mm. so I never feel good about my body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always thinking, like, obviously, like for example, your back. You don't really see your back. More, more more people see your back than yourself, you know. Let's take a nice photos, but it's <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean. Where you don't see something, you don't see the progression. People are complimenting you, and you deny it, and you don't get um, dopamine, and then you don't love um, your body, and you don't appreciate. Well, Sometimes you're like, I'm always, I'm only happy when I get mm. X amount, and then that means your happiness is in the future, which isn't good. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do there? I think that's where you become like, you start setting goals that aren't very aesthetically. Client, you know what I mean? So yeah, be more specific, yeah, yeah, more than just aesthetics. But I think that's actually a good thing, though, because clearly you've set your goal so far ahead, or like whatever you've achieved isn't to the level of the person that's complimenting you. Do you get what I mean? Like, for example, if if I can only do sixty and you're smashing out eighty, do you get what I mean? Obviously, I'm going to be surprised when you do eighty type of thing. Whereas your goal is hundred, you're not even halfway there. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's perspective. You got to get out of that room, fam. <laughs> That's what it is basically. It's true. No, 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 go, go, go. I was just going to say, like, with the, in terms of people's opinions, whether it's compliments or just, you know, people throwing shades, like maybe if you gain weight, like this is obviously fitness wise, it's good to have like your core circle and establish that where you really respect people's opinions, whether it's a compliment, whether it's a wake up call, whatever it is. Because then the outside, you can take the compliment, but you take it lightly and then you can ask your core circle, core, like family, whatever those numbers are, and actually ask them. What do you think? Have I been improving the last time you've seen me? Mm. That's if people have it, but then that's where you can kind of differentiate the two. Yeah, it keeps you checked in as well, type of thing as well. Yeah. Because if you guys are low-key on that same journey type of thing, time passes passes really quick. That's yeah. another thing, you know what I mean? Like we've we've been doing the podcast, whatever, for four years now. Where were we four years ago? Like life was completely different. You know, but how many Crazy. goals did we aspire to that? That's one thing well, that I did we ach- achieve. How many? Yeah. yeah, how many of yeah. those things that we aspired for did we actually achieve? Like I was thinking about a post travel blues. Yeah, when I was in that moment type of thing, I was thinking about bro, fam. Like I'm just about to finish uni, yeah, and then after I remember thinking about this day so much, you know, and I was thinking about like the importance 
like now I sort of see the benefit of setting long-term goals, mm. you know, because when you get to that point in five years' time and you get there, inshallah, like if, you, if you're allowed, yeah, then what has changed in between that time? Yeah. What has kept you sort of um, uh, grounded in that sense? The only thing is like, I know for me, like, 2018, I created like a five-year plan. Yeah. Ended this month. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then it's like, yeah, May 5th. Uh, honestly, I only remember when you said that. SubhanAllah. Yeah, I haven't yeah. even looked at it, which is bad. <laughs> We're going to have a I have to look at that plan. Yeah. I can look at even the one I wrote in 2018. Like, I wrote the wow. day it was written. I was the first day I ever journaled. This was Sam. Sam got me onto a five-year plan. Yeah. His one finished, I think, Jan this year. Yeah. And then, you know, mine had that. But five-year plan is obviously unreal. But your goals change over time. Yeah. It's really, it really goes back <clears> to atomic <throat> habits with systems. Yeah. Rather than saying like I want to reach my peak goal, my peak body in five years, it's like okay, I want to do three strength and conditionings a week. I want to do one sport a week. Yeah. And your system is probably gonna is more likely to get to you to your goal. Yeah. So it's good to write the goal, but you have to write the system that's gonna achieve it. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the other thing as well is we don't acknowledge the fact that time passes like that, yeah. you know. And that's what it is. You know what I mean? This life is nothing but like a number of days. And it's like, if you count it, it's like, bang. Ramadan, when we were talking about it, one of the trippiest things, I remember me and Ali having a conversation about this. We did our first episode, like our Ramadan sort of episodes. The night Ramadan, we're going into Ramadan. You remember that night? Yeah? Wednesday, yeah? Yeah, it was like a Wednesday, yeah? Mm. And then bang, straight after that Ramadan was finished and then it was, called, it was Eid. I was like, fam. Like, I remember like low-key like, oh crap, Ramadan's going to be a long month type of thing. And now Ramadan's almost two months ago. You know, it's like mm. the way that... Two months ago. Almost two months almost ago. Is it from the start no. of Ramadan, like from that day? Yeah, from yeah. that day. Yeah. It's almost yeah. been yeah. like like two months, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I learned right. today that um, time goes quick because like I'm trying to like, take care of my health after Ramadan. And I used to write my weight every single day. Yeah. I've been conscious of eating. I'm like, okay, trying to be. So I wrote my weight every single... I'll just say like, it was 73 or 74 most days. I'm like, okay, boom. So obviously, the point here and there doesn't really matter. But each day there. And then today I check and I'm like, I'm 76. Yeah. Obviously, it can be one day, but that's like, damn, like, sometimes you don't actually know if you're achieving your goals. And I didn't weigh myself for like two weeks. Yeah. And then I checked today, I'm like, damn, I thought I was getting lighter, yeah. but I'm not. Obviously, the, the numbers aren't the goal, but it's sometimes you think you're working towards your goal, but mm-hmm. you're not. And that's where they say every one, two weeks is supposed to um, reevaluate. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay, this is actually working, but in the, in the health... Um, Goals, your body adapts. Yeah. So you, one thing you think is burning so many calories, it changes over time and stuff like that. To check yourself. Yeah. You have so to. reevaluate because time just goes quick and it's like, oh, I added, for example, now two kilos mm. in like two weeks, and yeah. I thought I was losing, and then you do that mm. for another month, and it's like, damn, you know. Mm. I want to segue the, the the conversation real quick because I think we're yeah, we're, we're tight we're tight on time, um, but going back to the whole, you know. Basically, training in the shadows, doing it regardless of whether people see you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a terrible segue, but <laughs> Lonnie, out of practice, man. Uh-huh. Out of practice. Lonnie Walker the other day, yesterday. I want to get you. I want to talk a little bit of playoffs going into the last couple of weeks of the NBA season. Uh-huh. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker the other day obviously scored fifteen points. I was gonna say who? <laughs> I remember now you're talking about. Yeah, yeah fifteen <laughs> points off the bench. Um, and when you were talking about the whole thing, it's like doing the work regardless of whether people see you or not and all that kind of stuff. That's what I thought of straight away. Because post-game, they, him and LeBron, AD were talking about that because this guy was starting at the start of the season with the Lakers with like Russell Westbrook and whatnot. And then as soon as like they rechanged the team after the deadline, he got obviously downgraded to coming off the bench. But when the game they needed him most, this guy, like prime Michael Jordan, just could not miss a shot type of thing. And they needed it because AD was lacking. He went... He disappeared in the second half and whatnot. 
but that's just a statement regarding NBA. What's your predictions for the NBA Finals? Who you guys got winning Ooh. it? You know, I'm a Phoenix fan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna hope Phoenix do. Yeah, uh, but I don't see it happening. To be honest, I would love Phoenix because I want to see LeBron, KD, Western Conference Final. Uh, bro, that's the thing. But like, that'll be amazing. Jokic seems un- unstoppable, yeah. bro. Yeah. Okay. Jokic seems unstoppable, bro, and. You've also got... I think the the winner's going to come out of the East anyway. You reckon? I reckon. Okay. I feel like the winner will come out of the East. They have better records than most teams anyway. Yeah, and I have home game. Uh, yeah, but then Miami's like cruising past what the Knicks and the Cavs. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. what they did to Milwaukee for a laugh. Bro. Yeah, come yeah. on, man. Like, Without Giannis. I understand yeah, Giannis, the, but yeah. still Middleton and um, what's mm. his name? And... Um, Holiday, they're not they're not jokes, bro. They're, yeah, that's they, true. They got the whole outfit there, that's bro. That's playoff butler, but bro. 4-1. Yeah. yeah. To do them 4-1 like that. Yeah. What's your predictions? Um, well, I obviously want LeBron to win. That's yeah, uh, that's really? up the bat. Because oh. obviously I was following the Lakers for the last two seasons. Yeah, because of whatever, Russ Westbrook, this, that. Because I think it will become interesting. First of all, I don't want to hear the MJ and LeBron conversations because after that, it's going to change the game completely. You know what I mean? Well, the West is way Wait, more Are you trying to say you want the debate to end? If LeBron wins, is that no, what you want? It, the, 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 let's say I think there's going to be more of a debate. Like all yeah, there will be, doing is for adding, sure. And yeah. yeah, and I want that low-key type of thing. Oh, because oh, right now, like as much as I consider, like um, like I would want LeBron James to be better than Michael Jordan type of thing, in my head type of thing, if you bring me to the argument of the GOAT debate, if we're going pure statistics and just based off the eye and all that kind of stuff, MJ is obviously better than Michael Jordan. You can't deny that type of thing. MJ's yeah. better than him. But MJ is better oh. than LeBron James okay. type of thing. But with that fifth championship, now the debate becomes 10 times more juicy. There's something to actually mm. like accumulate. Isn't he, 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 he going to break the scoring record as well? Or no? He did. He did? Yeah, he yeah, did. So that's another thing though, another yeah. point to bring already, up. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> Some guy did like a debate. They put him up. He was like in the court. He was like acting like he was a lawyer. Have you seen yeah. it? He was talking about no. why LeBron is the GOAT. <laughs> yeah, nah. He's like, come on, bro. He goes, before the six championships and after the six championships, where was Michael Jordan? Yeah. He goes, LeBron's been doing it for, what, 19 seasons? He's yeah. been to 10 straight finals. Or, no, even, finals. even that is a different debate. Like He can bring it up. He's like, bro, yeah. what happened? What was, what was Jordan doing in the Wizards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody knew. Oh, that, <laughs> we're not going to go into the debate. But yeah, we're it's not going to It's just funny <laughs> the way it's a uh, never-ending debate. Because the number yeah. one thing that... Michael has over LeBron is championships True. or that that championship the perfect you know, record. I feel yeah, like that if perfect. LeBron wins at this age, the, and bro, he gets you have to respect him. MVP? Yeah, mm, you, it's you, hard. Yeah, come on, bro. It's see, that's the other thing. So let's just That'll say, be... let's just say, even Golden State come out of the finals. Yeah, the more than likely they went three one. Yeah, like even Steph Curry has an amazing conversation too. Not oh, the yeah. not the goat debate. The Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore yeah. debate. Do you get what I, I, I mean? That, I so that. it's like it's whatever happens in the West is so interesting regardless of how yeah. it goes. Well, they say KD. Like I heard Charles Barkley talk about. It. He said <laughs> KD to me isn't in the um, conversation about great players of all time. Yeah. He goes because what you need to do is win by yourself. Mm-hmm. When Kobe was playing with Shaq. He goes, it's nice, I want it, but I'm not going to be an all-time great unless I win by myself. For sure. The same as LeBron when he had his... Um, Cavs. Yeah, when oh. he was in the Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he goes, I'm not going to be an all-time great unless I win by myself. So yeah. when he won at Cavs, when Kobe won by himself, KD, the only time he's won is Golden State. Yeah. So if he wants to put himself in this conversation, he needs to yeah. carry a team. Even though he going to uh, Phoenix, it's like, the team's already pretty good without you. Yeah. Phoenix oh, no, is... Phoenix, Phoenix, I think that would... Yeah, it would, it would. But I'm just saying he's going to a team that <laughs> no, would like Phoenix second best seed anyway. Phoenix, huh? Yeah, like he's going to a... He was going to a good team and made them great. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. But Phoenix yeah. is another example of a good team gone making them great. Yeah, it would count. Yeah. For sure. it would count. That would count because yeah. I, I genuinely don't. I didn't see Phoenix Wait, sorry, winning sorry, a championship. It will count as in it will. Uh, KD would be cemented. In it's no, it won't. I don't think so. LeBron having Kyrie. So, Say again. Same as LeBron having Kyrie. No, no. But the difference in this sense is Kyrie wasn't going to finals like this. Do you get what I mean? Whereas Chris. Phoenix didn't go to actual finals. Yeah, no, they were going to. They were going pretty far into the playoffs. Yeah, they were, they were pretty similar. They were just yeah. that one little bit away. But then after we're talking, KD basically the best player in the league. Like that's mm. ever no, come. No, but they 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 lacked a superstar. That's the thing. In, in, they in lacked the, in a super superstar. Like I yeah. love Devin Booker. I reckon he's an absolute freak. He's a Don't star. Yeah. He's not. He's not top he's tier. Ba- the pyramid. He's, he's Robin. He's yeah, not Batman. But, but Loki, there's only like four superstars in the league. Like Westbrook and no, not Westbrook, <laughs> not Westbrook, not Westbrook, not Westbrook. Five hundred, that name, ages. Yeah. Right. I that so now we'll see how we go. Have you what seen the UFC guy? Was it the UFC guy or boxing guy? One of the tips for his fight said, "Don't be like Westbrook." Oh yeah, who was oh. it? Was I'm pretty sure it was DC. I swear to God, what, like, what was it? I'm pretty sure. Like, it was what does that actually mean? That it, as a tip? It, what was it? Like advice I'm or something or something to? Nah, DC focus was on? like Loki. Don't be like Westbrook. I said, "Don't be out of control." I swear to God, it said something like that. He was commentating and then he was Loki slashing like Westbrook, giving him shade and stuff on off the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Just leave the guy, bro. Different sport. It's that. It's really easy. I think also the fight was in. No, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. It was in okay, Las Vegas so or something. Either like way, it, the whole world sees it, bro. It's but like let's go quick. Let's go quick predictions. Um, I'm going obviously the Lakers to win, inshallah. Yeah. I pray that they do. I don't know yet. Ali, um, can you give me a week? I, I haven't been watching. I'm going to start now for but sure. Play off bucket to your Jimmy Butler. Uh, you give me bucket vibes. Now nah, I want the Suns to win, man. I like the Suns, bro. Like it's a nice change as well. Stand that team. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I generally cannot. I want to see Devin Booker win winning as well. The thing is with NBA titles, there's always a random team you don't expect to win. The same as like Kawhi, yeah. you know, when they won it and stuff like that. It's like okay, there's a um, every couple of years there's a random team, so it could be that mm-hmm. you know, so someone in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which one? No, I'm not. I haven't decided <laughs> yet. Yeah. The only team Maybe in the East that the I can see winning is probably the Celtics. I hope, bro. Sixes are good. They're not beating the Celtics. They're not beating. They're they're skimming past fam. I like Sixes, man. They are good. Allah Mubarak. You know what I mean. When bloody James Harden goes to Las Vegas, bro. (laughs) But bro, you know what would be funny if they end up having a uh, a repeat of the the bubble final. Yeah. You have Heat versus Lakers. Yeah, that would be the most boring final in the world. Oh my God, bro. Just imagine, Wale. Don't even get me started. But we'll have to run it back at the crib again. Because we watched the yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would down. be funny. But obviously, I'm going Phoenix, bro. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, but if, they, if, if Denver get past, I think it's Denver's. I genuinely think it's Damn. Denver's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I genuinely, like, bro, like, mm-hmm. I'm watching, I watch their team, I'm like, you got, you got Jokic, you got, um, he's basically unstoppable. You've got, um, what's his name? Because, bro, he, he does all these weird fadeaway Fan. shots, bro. And, and he's on the three-point line. He's passing he's right, right, three. Yeah. And then you got, like, Michael Porter Jr., who, he needs to learn how to take better shots, but, Ed he's, but he's, he's he's a good player nonetheless. He can he can heat up and he yeah. can he can catch up for you. Then you got Aaron Gordon, yeah. basically a dunk uh, a dunk merchant. But yeah. if you need those points, for sure, you've got one of the best passes in the league giving you the ball. Yeah, Jamal exactly. Murray, you can't count him out. That's that's what I was gonna say. The icing on the cake is yeah, Jamal, Jamal Murray. Yeah, they can give you fifty from nowhere. See, they have a complete team with technically like no fames. Superstars, you know what I mean, like glorified. They usually you're not, not going to double team anyone. They if you works. do, they'll just find the open man. Like exactly. they're actually a team. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one guy holding the ball. Exactly. Know? Aaron Gordon, Duncan Merchant, bang. Yeah, that's his game over. Mm. He scores like did, 10, 20 Did you want to end it on that, or was there anything else? Because I was going to bring up um, one thing I've I've been doing research on, but it depends on time. 
But we, yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. You, you just want to run the episode? Just keep we running can, it? We can run the topic and Sus can tip. Yeah. yeah, if you want. Inshallah. Hey, say goodbye to the guys on the podcast, though. Our yeah. listeners. Like, comment, subscribe. Yes, sir. I take it, Inshallah. There's just one thing that I've been getting um, actually really enjoyed. So I wanted just to tell you guys about it. Because one thing I've been slacking on, you remember I was sending a topic, it was like um, getting out of a rut. Yeah. You know, and obviously there's physical ruts, mental ruts, and stuff like that. Yeah. And the one thing, at least for me, was um, the mental rut. Like, like, like that feeling, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm. Um, Taking steps to be the best version of myself and stuff like that. Yeah. And the one thing I, th- I thought, hey, like I listened to a podcast the other day with Mark Manson and Tim Ferriss. And Saro Al, not giving an F. You mm. read that uh, book. Yeah. And he's talking about how a lot of self-development books is just repetition, which is you know very very true. And I agree. A lot of the times, like you don't need it um, at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like hey, you just got to do the work. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it's what so how I was talking about before, like the reminder benefits the believer. Yep. You still need that revision. And yeah. obviously not even self-development Just business, mental, stuff like that So I was re-reading um, Can't Hurt Me Okay, nice Actually, yeah, David how, how is it? Second good, time? Yeah, second time mm-hmm. And it just, you know, do the work Put your head down and do the work yeah. So I really, really like that And then I, I, I found out about this book And I'm halfway through it now It's an audio book um, It's called Outwitting the Devil Okay And I've just been like hooked I'm just like is Islamic yeah. or general? Nah um, you guys know Napoleon Hill? Yeah. yeah. You guys Think and Grow Rich? Yeah. So I read Think and Grow Rich. I personally wasn't the biggest fan. Yeah. Because it was very just money centric. Yeah. It's like literally he goes, every single day, be conscious of how much money you want to make. Yeah. He goes like, and he goes, um, to be frank, he goes, you should seek money as much as you seek like to get out your sexual pleasures. That's how much you should be seeking money. It's money, mm. money, money. At least that's when the, I read it. Maybe I can reread and have a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, okay, you know, that's, for people that really want money, but for someone else, like Islamic perspective, maybe it's a bit too hardcore mm. on the dunya. I get that. So I'm like, okay, outwitting the devil. Um, Napoleon Hill, I'm not too sure if I like it. Then I found out the story behind that. Okay. So Napoleon Hill wrote this book, 1936. Mm-hmm. That's when I, um, he wrote most of his books, the 1930s. Yep. So 1936, he wrote a book, Outwitting the Devil, which is a conversation between him and the devil. Okay. He wrote it and he showed obviously his family members, his business partners and stuff like that. And they read the book and said, this is too controversial. You can't release this. And they sa- and then he goes, well, obviously, like he wanted to. He goes, no, you can't release this. And he goes, okay. So he wrote in his will that this book can only get released when his lineage dies. Okay. There's no one else left in his lineage. Mm-hmm. In his office. My kind of a question. Him, yeah. So <laughs> 1936, the book's written. 2011, it comes out. Yeah, so recent, yeah. Yeah, like only 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I listened to it and I'm like, whoa. So the audio book's much better on YouTube because you reading the book is nice, but... Because the conversation between two people, the um, speakers in the audiobook is like sound, trying to sound like the devil and trying to sound it's like a relatability, person. yeah. And whoa, it's like, so the, the f- um, principles of it is how the devil manipulates 98% of the population yeah. by putting fear. And then the 2% is people that have faith and faith over fear and how he controls people. And it, Napoleon Hill just having this conversation with the devil is just unmatched. Can I ask, the devil being... Like shaitan, like yeah, literally. the actual yeah, like the devil. Yeah. Wait, wait. So is he religious? No, he just. Or it's it's the idea. Like these are in the thirties. Yeah. Most people in the thirties had this idea that there's God and there's a devil. Yeah. And the devil, he like when you at the start he talks about like I'm not a physical being because he goes, how do you look? He goes, I I'm like you know I creep into people's m- uh, mind. I'm an energy form. I'm made of like um. Like evil and stuff like that you know? Yeah So it's that kind of thing Where yeah. I distract people from um, The dunya This world And I yeah. And it talks about how he 
distracts people mm-hmm. but just touching on like i'm only halfway through it but touching yeah. on it, there's so many things from the islamic perspective but understanding how the devil gets in, involved mm. in our everyday life and obviously us even from islamic perspective islamic perspective we know um the, the devil is weak and there's ways to get around it but the devil still has um impact on us and an influence yeah so touching on this was really good well, wow. i'll send it to you boys yeah, yeah, yeah. while i'd me I'd actually i'd actually be jade I was to like, read well, that that's insane. And even it was written in 1936 yeah. came yeah. out now like one of the first things that said was about how it um how the devil has an influence because how do you start mm-hmm. because i get the young people yeah you know that I, I, it's easy to impact the young people how do i do it alcohol and cigarettes mm-hmm in the 1930s cigarettes was known as not a bad thing yeah. so yeah. everyone did it yeah. so in the 70s and 80s when everyone knew cigarettes actually bad for your health yep. so then napoleon hills like why cigarettes and he goes cigarettes is a slippery slope to other bad things peer pressure yeah. lack of discipline stuff like that. didn't even talk about health he goes i never thought cigarettes was bad the devil yep. goes no it's worse than alcohol because it's an easier way for people to say yes to everyone knows mm. alcohol like you get drunk you can do something wrong you can you know like back in the days what they used to mm. do when they get drunk and he goes no cigarettes is you know it can cause more mm. but it's an easy way for them to and, get into people and, and also nowadays it's a money thing where it's like because it's so expensive you're losing more money you're paying all this money for no re- like for no reason it's more than just the health yeah now it's a money problem yeah. so it's like obviously after 2011 things are getting worse bec- mm. they're becoming bigger problems it was so like relevant to wow. today and it's interesting because maybe there is an islamic book but islamic books have a very limited they're very limited in the english language mm. so in the arabic language there might be a conversation but at least my arabic isn't isn't going to be advanced enough if they translate it's never as good yeah. you know so napoleon hill he's literally like picking the brain of the devil mm. why do you do this why do you do that what about this and it's like whoa man blowing your mind yeah it's like damn you know like am i following half this stuff why yeah. am i not why do people do it and it's like, well, because obviously the devil's very smart. Literally from Adam to now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, bro. You know, you know, he's he's literally he's your brilliant. every single person in your lineage. He he's spoken to. He has knowledge <laughs> on. He knows what he knows your DNA. He knows yeah. what to do. So you can't think, hey, without practice, I'm going to be able to overcome this guy. Mm. It's easy. For sure. He knows when you're weak. So yeah. the, just him and Napoleon Hill picking his brain. Beautiful man. It's you bas- guys will love it, it. It's basically making you just more conscious and everything you do in your life mm. and how intentional you actually are you start questioning yourself with everything you do in a good way mm. because you only start to realize now and like for example the smoking thing which is interesting now because you're saying obviously the devil's been around for how many years but then they get smarter and smarter by taking advantage of society like for example let's use the smoking vaping is now in your pocket it's like half a second to even use and then you can strengthen, you can develop the addiction so much quicker than you used to, maybe in the 30s, 1930s. Mm. Yeah. Which yeah. makes it even easier to fall astray. That's what they say. They say, what do they say, bro? They say even in current, like the Western society, the number one, two deadly drugs. I remember telling this about this is like both caffeine and nicotine. Because mm. it made me realize when you said the whole thing about like vaping, um, smoking and whatnot, the addictive part is like the nicotine. They say it's one of the most addictive drugs. Like even even in the UK, like they've developed ways. You know, you got nicotine pouches and stuff. You know what I mean? The the Swedish and the the, the British over there, because they're on nicotine pouches that you chuck under your your lip. Like it's called snus, <sighs> you know. And it gives the amount of nicotine that it gives you in that short amount of time, because you're you're hooked regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? You put it wow. in there, whatever. And they say that the two most addictive drugs are both caffeine and nicotine. Mm. Nicotine to give you that like relief of stress. To be like, okay, cool, everything's calm. And caffeine to give you that like that kickstart. Mm. And 
this made me realize it because because I wanted to touch back into your whole conversation about right as well. I wanted to delve into that a little bit because going back to the whole post travel blues and whatnot, that's one of the conversations that I had with myself as well. Like other than the whole five year plan, but also it made me realize like because all I've ever known is school, the boys, sports, and family. Do you mm. get what I mean? And technically, other than working a little casual jobs and whatnot. There was no like proper responsibility on me, you know what I mean? But now mm. you've completed your degree. What's the what's going forth next? You know? And then it made me realise the whole concept of oh now I actually have to work. But I was like, bro, wait, so does that mean the the way that the world works is you constantly have to work till the day you die, yeah, technically speaking. And then at the end of the year, for three weeks, you've got to ask your manager, can I have three weeks off to go on a holiday? You know, and I was thinking about it because I was mm. like, fam, when I went for two months on my holiday, that wasn't enough. That two months went away for quick. You know what I mean? And do you know how hard it is to get two months of annual leave? Yeah. yeah. Very, almost yeah. very, very rare. Literally two years if you don't use any annual leave. Yeah, exactly. Every two years you can do it. And then almost, <laughs> it's just the way that the, like the world is set up in a sense as well. It's like, and the only other time you're going to get more than two months is when you work for seven years or more with long service leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the way that it is set up in like Australia type of thing. And it's like, that made me realize it in my little right because I was like, what am I going to do to make it a life where it's like the one that I want to live mm. rather than I've got to live by some sort of other people's mm. standards, you know? Um, premature thoughts, so I won't delve too deep into it. Um, but that was the other thing It'd as be well. good to touch on, maybe we can even see some of our friends who are like-minded and are a couple of years older and they can ha have a yeah. touch maybe a bit from experience. Yeah. Because it is one of those things where it's tough because like if you're... Five days working, two days off. You can travel three, four weeks at the end of the year or whenever you get your annual leave. So once every 12 months. You sometimes don't want to start that life because you know what's going to happen. It's only going to limit you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, if I start full time, it's 40 hours, sometimes more. Yeah. And it's like, okay, then I can live on the weekends, but then, you know, family commitment, stuff like that. You, It's just restricting you. Yeah, fact. Mm -hmm. Which is why it's like, if you don't need to, sometimes people are like, let me um, delay that life because as soon as I start working full time in my field, you got to work your way up, gain more experience, yeah. move around. Yeah. And it's a very different culture. Exactly. You know, it literally, it's Monday to Friday or whatever it is, five days a week. And then you live, literally say, they say live for the weekends. Yeah. There's all these things. And now we're coming to the age where it's like, okay, how do we want to uh, make uh, Wali, Ali, Ashraf fit into this lifestyle in Australia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's also the way that they, not they, as, um, it sounds like I'm talking about some sort of conspiracy or whatever, but that the way they try trap you into the capitalistic like lifestyle you know it's like the quote that jay-z said it's like more money more problems you know you start working yeah and i've only known like north of twenty thousand thirty thousand dollars in my life annually do you know what i mean and then you get a job and now you're on a hundred thousand dollar salary mm. you know what i mean so instead of going for one dollar what do you call it um 7-eleven coffees you know what i mean i can go down the road to ligon street and i don't mind because yeah. it might not affect me as much you know, because your expenses, are, your, sorry, your income's gone up, so your expenses gone up, and then when those two balance out, you have to, do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you, you say even when you worked in retail and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the most unhappy people that were working in that, like, environment, yeah, got into, like, a mortgage too early, mm -hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Because they worked at, I don't know, your your major retail joints, and they've never ever seen $2,000 in a fortnight. Mm -hmm. It's like, i got money. Yeah, they you know get excited. You're, you're upgrading your lifestyle without even recognizing if you can afford yeah. to sustain it. And mm. this video came up on my for you page the other day of Gary V. Mind you, he never comes up on my for you page. And my for you page is a bit mental, so even motivational stuff don't really come up, you know. Mm. But he came at the right moment, yeah, where he goes, 
he goes, oh, if you're 23 or whatever, don't listen to your mum. You know how he speaks, yeah? He goes, don't listen to your mum or whatever. He goes, this is the time, like, if you can delay that job that you can get, you know what I mean, to take more risk, then, like, do it type of thing, you know? Because cause to a degree, if you actually, like, extrapolate that, he's not wrong. Mm. Because after that, there's this period where, like, you will get married and you will have kids if, like, that's destined for you. You know what I mean? And obviously, they need to be provided for. Mm. So the ability to take a risk are not there as much. You know what I mean? Then working yeah. is the same thing. If you get a full-time job, like, you got to rock up. And you know how it is working, like, coming early in the morning. Because by the time it's, like, 5 o'clock, you're so knackered, your yeah. mind don't even think like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's where I understand, like, people, like, you know, like, sometimes we have unhealthy habits, like not going to gym and stuff like that. Some people work, they go, I leave 7 in the morning, I come back 7, 8 at night. It's like, if you go, literally go gym, that's your life. Yeah. Mm. From Monday to Friday, it's like, I'll go gym after or before. It's like, halas, like you have to sleep the other eight hours because mm -hmm. the commute and you're working 10-hour days and stuff. So it's understandable that sometimes people have um, these habits and these yeah. lifestyles because their, uh, what's it called? their lifestyle necessitates it. Yeah. You know, yeah. they may have to feed, you know, roof over their head, feed their kids and stuff like that. But for us that are a bit younger, we're like, okay, what can we do? What lifestyle do we want? Like, even if your job offers 80 or 100, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I'd rather take, you know, if I, I used to make 20, 30K, yeah. I'd rather take three, four days work week and take 60K. Yeah, exactly. But then I asked my job, like I asked my job, I said, I'll take a pay cut. I don't really care. You get taxed that much on the last day anyway. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll work four days. Like, doesn't work like that. Because they know. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I'd yeah. rather do 25 hour week and make 60% of it and then have that extra freedom or have the annual leave. Yeah. Like yeah. There's something called purchase leave that a lot of organizations have. You can pay for more annual leave. My company is like, yeah, a lot of companies have that. Okay. So you can talk to them about it. Even if you do one or two extra weeks, yeah, yeah. it would add up. But then my company is like, no, nah, we don't do that here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. very hard to get approved. And it's like, Khalas, so I get three, four weeks mm. a year. I mm. went on my holiday in Jan. Mm. So what, next year I can maybe do it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, even that as well, going to that, um, the 77 thing that you're just speaking about as well. That's where it's good to have like-minded people around you. 100%. Where this is where like-minded people come into play because I've realized even personally because what happens is if you're going from seven to seven five days a week then also the people that you're working with are also conditioned within that lifestyle you know what I mean are, yeah. so then that's all you're ever going to see and that's all you're going to think life is you know but then when you've got mates on the side who are motivated in a sense to get this other thing ticked off in their life you know what I mean that's that go to the gym maybe at like 10 o'clock these are just m like mediocre examples you know what I mean or they they have a life outside of work then it pushes you to be like no the world's bigger than that seven to seven yeah, exactly type of thing, you know it gives you that little bit of a a flare kickstart mm, it's life true it's true because work. like work, yeah. and also like with the nine to five thing yeah because I just graduated, alhamdulillah, I got a new job and stuff. I'm not working 9 to 5. But I had these thoughts about, look, I had to accept the part where if I was to do 9 to 5, I would look, look at it as a means to the end. Like, it's not 9 to 5 is not my ideal lifestyle, for example. This is my personal thing. Long term, I don't want to do 9 to 5 forever, till 40s, 50s, whatever. But I'll, I'll start to do it now, and I'll start to plan towards how I'd like to see it is in 5, 10, mm. even 15 years. But at least you have, you accept that it's a means to the end. You don't say, oh, nine to five, that's it. That's all I'm sticking to. So everyone does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you start to become more conscious of your $2 or $6 coffees and all these little purchases, starting to upgrade your life, mm. starting to like pay for things that you don't even need, go out every single weekend, go out every single lunch, all have, these kind of things. Have you guys watched Mr. Money Mustache? 
Have yeah. you heard of that guy? What is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Retire <laughs> early? Yeah. Fire? Yeah. You've never heard? Oh, Ahmed should be sitting here. Um, it sounds weird, yeah? He's, yeah. He's, he's on Tim Ferriss' podcast. He's actually yeah. sick. Yeah, too. he started um, the FIRE movement, financially okay. independent retirement early. Yep. And it's like it's it's more like he pretty much says save now, like cut expenses as much as you can, 30 40% should be savings, not just 10%. And then you can retire early, put in an index fund, and then calculate how much you need to minimize expenses. Because you know, he, he gives the example, it's like if someone made 400K and they need 370 to live off you know that's the money. but someone made 40k but they needed 20k to live off the difference is see like thir- um, 30k and 20 i hope i'm remembering this right yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. getting a bit confusing but it's quicker for the person that's making 40k a year to come financially free than the person making 400 yeah because the savings you're saying 50 yeah. percent. the other person you're saving you know mm. less than 10 percent. so just it's a quicker example it's just watch a quick video on youtube yeah, well. mr money mustache and it's really interesting to see about it because he even talks about he goes the goal in the end a lot of the time isn't to not work yeah that's not the goal because a lot of time people say they retire they get bored they have nothing to do work gives you um something to do something you're passionate about you know community stuff but work he goes work is so much better when you don't need the money yeah like imagine right now yeah you didn't need um the money to work but you just worked and you got paid 20 25 an hour whatever yeah. i'd do completely different jobs yeah me and the boys would go do something i'll yeah. go do this i'll be a chef or yeah. pain i'll do i don't care because i don't need the money exactly and you still make money but you might make 500 600 a week instead of a thousand mm. mm. but it'll be so much better because all yeah. your goal is to become financially independent your assets needs to cover your expenses mm. so literally you just need to figure out a way it's like okay, i need a thousand to live you need to figure out a way that your investments or something you do covers a thousand dollars a week mm. after that you're financially free mm. it's like okay now i'll make extra money just to pay for this go on holidays it'd be good to have someone on that topic about the whole financial leadership but someone that's actually done it that's not like a yeah. banker yeah. or like no disrespect for nothing <laughs> i know what you mean though you know what i mean like, N- like none, a of, none of the housemates none of, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah, can yeah, say yeah, that now yeah, yeah. <laughs> now nah, because actually be good because then you can engage in that, that that conversation with them and it's like more relatable because also when you're at a young age you're not thinking about like mortgages and this and all that kind of stuff type yeah. of thing you know but when you're covering your assets and expenses and this that sorry covering expenses sorry then like that's a good one as well literally if you think about it, it's like okay how yeah. can i make a thousand a week mm. you know sometimes i'll you know the alex homozi guy the big guy uh, he's a big financial guru yeah. and stuff like that now he's really pushing i watched that one of those snippets yesterday and he goes it's easier to figure out a way to make a million dollars a year than a hundred k yeah and yeah. just because he goes you're just yeah you, and when you're thinking a hundred k you're thinking time for money yeah. yeah. When you're thinking one million, you're thinking um, leverage, business ideas, and stuff like that, which is completely true. I have no idea how to make 100k a year, let alone a million. But he's just these are the ways to think. And if you do invest enough time, you probably will figure it out. But it's awkward. You might get nothing for a year, two yeah. years, five years. It might take 15 years to become financially free. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you're 25 and you do it at 40, you're financially free mm. first of your life, yeah. which Trust is a process. beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, I haven't started the journey. It's like the same thing. It's, like it's harder to make money in your early 20s compared to in your early 30s, you know? Mm. Or even with like YouTube as well. Your first mm. 1K is harder than your, your 10K. Your 10K is True. harder than yeah. your thingy. I'd love to get someone out to pick their brain. Yeah, I was going to ask you though, because you mentioned this before you started talking about outwitting the devil. Um, do you get into ruts frequently? Rats? Rats. Rats. <laughs> rats. Not rats. Um, <laughs> not... 
because I want to make this a bit more personal because because even from our audience as well. Yeah. Um, they're probably. Listening. How are you on time, Ahmed? Just saying. Hour twenty. Okay, we can wrap this up in like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Because we've uh, got to go to the gym too. Yeah. But so uh, why I want to say this is yeah, because first of all, we'll make it a bit more personable for the audience because they're probably thinking we're quoting books and we've got our life together and all that mm. kind of stuff. But like, like on a real, like where like any other person, that's like 23, 24, 25, uh, You know. I think ruts for me, there's different areas of your life you'd have a rut in, or just have a bad series of events. You know, so certain things in life become easier to do. Like for example, for me, going to the gym. Not, not. I'm not in the best health, but going to the gym is actually an easy thing to do. Mm. Three, four days a week, you do it. But then, for example, I want to uh, focus on hips. That's a very difficult thing for me. Mm-hmm. Stay consistent with it, mm. and that's where my dean aspect, my religious aspect, my memorization, my lectures and stuff. I'll be on a rut in that, as in a. Uh, I don't have the good habits, mm. but other areas are easier. And you start to realize that it's that's a normal thing. Yep. You know, you go through phases where you prioritize one thing and then you neglect another. And you always um, lean towards the path of least resistance. You know, it's not like uh, like uh, Brian Tracy says, eat the frog. It's always do the hardest thing first. Mm-hmm. That's For me, that would probably be hips. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, let me start my day with that. But instead, I start my day with gym. Then, yeah. you know, and then I'm always doing the things like easy to do. You get changed, you walk to the gym, you lift a couple of weights. Yeah. But something else is harder. And it's a normal thing, like listening to... Um, I doesn't matter. I don't keep quoting people, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like yeah. it's that, that's my thing. So my Islamic area post Ramadan is more like um, the rut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I'm missing anything, but it's more like that's the thing I want to prioritize because that's the hardest thing for me to build good habits in. Yeah. Do you recognize yeah. when you go through a rut? Um, not in the moment, mm-hmm. but then yeah. one or two weeks later, like, hey, I've been slacking. Yeah. But yeah. no one. I don't have anyone that like catches me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like obviously I just got married You'll never let it get to that point Is that what it is? But not really It's more like You're close with your brother But then like Even when I was living at home Ali will We Things Besides gym What else can he catch me on? He's not going to be like Hey where's your hips? Yeah. You know, have you memorized yeah. a new sort look, of yeah. look, you know uh, I mean? Unless you have those like Chats with your mates Or your siblings Or whatever About like You know These are my goals for the week can you be like, not be accountable, but like, let's talk about this again next week and see how we're going. Get updates with mm-hmm. you. If you don't do that, then you just end up doing it on your own. It's yeah. hard to check up. Like I know when Ali yeah, was about is. to go to Spain, he was he was he had the intention of doing Spanish classes, and I know he was doing classes here. Then I'd say, hey, you'd be doing your study, but I can't test him to see if he got better or worse. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. I can just ask him. He can be like, yeah, 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 and ends there. So, so it's a I bit think, hard I sometimes. Think, I think it goes back to the definition of like defining rut. You know what I mean? Like <coughs> as in one certain aspect tends to spiral and affect like sort of all aspects of your life. You know what I mean? In regards to you're not sleeping at the same time. Mm. You might fall off the wagon in regards to the gym, what's it called, in the Islamic side of things. Um, and like that's what I d- sort of defined that as. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you're not even eating right type of thing. And it's just like, Bang, I'm not in that type of thing, yeah. you know? Hmm. How about, are you in a specific kind of thing, rut or area that you want to improve on it right now? No, 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 I'm not. But there was a period that I was in it type of thing. And it's acknowledging that you're in the rut, you know what I mean? Because what ends up happening is like, I'm like a master of, uh, I'm a master of like avoiding things. Do you oh, get what okay. I mean? In the sense that if, like I'm really good at like controlling my stress levels mm. in regards yeah. to, so I won't let anything stress me out directly, mm. but I'm good at like just turning away and focusing on something else to distract me from that. Yeah. And that's how I know I'm in the rut. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then I'll be doing things that I don't need to be doing when there's other things that need to be 
sort of like prioritized. Yeah. But then the, uh, the conversation there is like, what's the root of it all? But okay, one other thing is because sometimes we think being in a rut is a completely bad thing. No, it's and not, one thing yeah. when you listen to athletes or any even peak performers in any field, they'll say there's areas they need to work on. Mm-hmm. They'll say I've been slacking like. A lot of authors like I've been slacking on my physical health. Yeah, you know, like it's like the sheikhs. So many sheikhs you see on the mimbar, mashallah, Islamic knowledge on the ball, but how's their health? You can yeah. see it that it's not in the best shape. Yeah, facts. It's one of those things where there's always areas. Now you got to ask yourself: Do you want to be a specialist or a generalist? Mm. You know what I mean? Like uh, the imam is a specialist in Islamic knowledge, but yeah. you don't go ask him how to what workout regime you should do. <laughs> and that's where maybe the everyday person should be a generalist. Yeah, where you might yeah. not be a beast that. Even the gym or mm. Islamic studies or whatever, but you'll be good yeah. as a generalist, yeah. or you'll be a specialist. And would you say, in order like to decide to go down the specialist route, you're sacrificing other aspects in order to get definitely. to that yeah, to that level yeah. for like knowledge, for example, Islamic knowledge. You can be a specialist in multiple areas, but it might take double as long. It does. You yeah, know, maybe like o- maybe only so many aspects as well. True. You're, you're it's kind, like um, more limited. It's like, um, and I recommend both of you guys will love this. JJ Reddick's podcast with um, J.R. Smith. Bang of a podcast. But the bit that I want to highlight in this conversation is when he goes, J.R. Smith, he went golfing with um, Ray Allen once. And they went to go hit the ball. Um, is it called a ball? It's a golf ball, yeah. yeah. Um, they went to go hit the golf ball or whatever. And then after he just goes to him, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm currently doing my master's. I'm graduating from my master's. So Ray Allen said this or JR? Ray Allen said this, you yeah. know. Wow. And he goes, what? Because what do you need a master's for? Like, you're one of the most, like, glorified NBA players of all time. Amazing shooter. This, that. Won championships. And he goes, he goes, I don't want my whole identity to become just being, like, a basketball player. Okay? Me, I'm looking at that. It's like, why is he, this guy, thinking a master's a big deal, fam? Like, mm-hmm. master's, you just go do it after your bachelor's or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, no, this guy was a specialist in specifically basketball for about 20 years of his life. Ever since he probably picked up the ball. And that's all he's ever known type of thing. But there's more to his life post that, you know what I mean? So it goes back to like what you want your identity to like sort of morph into, you know? By the way, J.R. Smith, more to make the eye. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Sorry? There's more to to him that oh, makes the okay. eye, you know what I mean? Like Interesting. I didn't know he that. He is a very, like now I understand why he got recruited again back on the Cleveland, yeah. um, the Cavaliers, sorry, the Lakers and all that. Because there's something about him, you know what I mean? I love that. I think it's a good thing to investigate you know, the idea of um, being a generalist or a specialist, because especially yeah. you can still be like a specialist in your field. You know, you want to be a physio, you want to be a um, nurse or business owner or whatever. But sometimes you're just a human being with multiple interests. Yeah. Like yeah. some people, mashallah, they're like, I just need, for example, BJJ. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm like, you like any other thing else? Just BJJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like cars. I just like cars. Yeah, that's true. But then, yeah. for example, me, I like a couple other different things. Yeah. You know, like, and then sometimes you might say, like, is that a bad thing? Because if I don't play soccer, I feel bad. If I don't see the boys, I feel bad. And then you kind of just have to investigate and identify what's important to you. And then try to figure out also if there's um, ways, is it a leisure thing or is it a thing you want to make money from? And then just put the effort in all of it. Yeah. You know, because it, it is nice being a generalist mm-hmm. just to be more well versed, you know. But also, you want to be a generalist with a routine. I think that's True. really important because if you're just a journalist, then like one group chat said, boys, there's haps here, you know, and then the other group chat goes there and then you got to go to work and then it's no just priorities. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no priorities. And I think that's another thing because routine gives you some sort of identity. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Because why are you doing what you want to do? 
because you want to be this type of person. And I think the thing about being a generalist is you don't get the progress as quick. Because, mm. for example, you want to do four, three different things. Some people say you can't even do three things. Yeah. Most times you probably wouldn't be able to. Mm. So you're putting 30% of the amount of time you might have had compared to another task. Like yeah. one task, you put 100% of the time. But if you want to divide it by three, you're yeah. going to get progress, you know, mm. three times slower. So it's, a, it's even a thing like, are you really going to be disciplined? Because if you three times slower and then have breaks inconsistent, yeah. you might never achieve it. For sure, that, you know, for but sure. if you're a specialist, you might just go hard, boom. Mm. Yeah. I think we should leave the episode there if you guys want to touch up on Ali. No, I was just going to say, so yeah. what you're talking about, you know, being generous and then you can, you know, you find out for the boys there's something happening, you obviously, you're like, yeah, why not? But then you realise you're sacrificing that one or two things you could do. What I find with a, like is an issue I just realised that I can work on when you don't write, let's say, say, for example, your gym workouts, you don't write what you're going to do. It's in your head, but then one thing is in your head or it's written down. Mm. For me, if it's not written down, it makes it gives room for procrastination. It's like, oh, no, I could do it tomorrow then. I could do legs tomorrow. Mm. And then it just becomes a domino effect where it's yeah. like you're not doing what you said you are and that's where the like, accountability you need, but then you get into a rut. And mm. I guess the domino effect really hits hard. So yeah, I sure. think just... Cl- Making writing it down, making just bringing clarity, mm. game changer. I write that. And the mm. other thing as well, that's I think yeah, the last thing I want to touch on. I don't even know what that word I just said was. <laughs> um, is like just living life, man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like life's not really like that serious type of thing. So having like that balance where it's just like, like one thing I like that you do, yeah, that we do as well is like having that specific day in the gym where it's just like a social session. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like we're going to the gym. You know what I mean? But also there's bands, there's conversations, we're chilling type of yeah. thing. Okay, cool. On a Tuesday and a Monday, you might want to go hard and lock in. You know? It's like having that, like go easy on your body type of thing. Yeah, you know? I like that. On your yourself. Don't be too harsh on yourself. It's true, man. But, uh, yeah. Next next time we'll chat on, because um, I see us about working. One thing I've been trying to incorporate, so when I start incorporating, we'll chat on it about, see how we say, oh, we'll live life when we go traveling or go explore. Doing that, trying to live that type of life here. Yeah. So we'll touch on that soon. Inshallah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Touching that soon. Inshallah. Also, also, I want to do an episode on documentation as well, because based off our travels, because I know you've got a lot lying in your bank. You've yeah. got a lot lying in your bank. I know Sus has been sitting on some content for a long mm. time. Mm. The power of um, documenting your Beautiful. life. Beautiful. You know, new so studio means a lot of new things from Fedika. Inshallah. 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 Guys, this episode might have been all over the place. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We came back for a bang with you guys. Um, just for engagement purposes, give us a comment if you've watched this episode. Tell us some things um, that have standed out to you guys that have been highlights. And also, if you guys want us to specifically double more into a conversation that we just had, um, or this is Ashraf recommended your book, please let us know. And why not? You know? And make sure to like, share, subscribe, and we'll be back better. Peace.